You're listening to Unto the Earth, a podcast by Ethnos 360 Bible Institute in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I'm your host, Hadley Hageman. In the past decades, the world has seen drastic changes in globalization, um, online involvement, political socialization, and it seems like these changes are happening faster and faster. But where does Christianity factor into all this? In today's episode, we'll be discussing that question and hopefully gaining some perspective on how to function in the world today as a Christian. And joining us today to talk about that is Andy Templeton, who teaches at Ethnos 360 Bible Institute. Thanks for joining us, Andy. Good to be here, Hadley. So, um, it seems like it's not hard to find Christian ideals in the United States today. You know, we have radio stations, TV channels, bookstores, chicken establishments. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and we've probably been handed gospel tracts or maybe even given gospel tracts to people. There's churches in pretty much every city, sometimes on every street corner, it seems like. Um, but as the world changes, what challenges do you expect Christianity to face either globally or specifically in the United States? Yeah, it's a big question, right? We're supposed to be the church. I mean, we are the church and we're supposed to be representatives of Christ. So what are the challenges that we face? It's been, uh, my wife and I have been missionaries with, with Ethnos for almost 20 years now, and we've served in in Brazil, Latin America, and that's a certain church Christianity dynamic, right? We worked in Thailand for four years, so that's very different with less than 1% of the population being believers. And then here in the States, we've lived in down south in Tennessee, so attended Southern Baptist Church, right? And so that's a certain flavor of Christianity or, or of the church, and now in Wisconsin. And you're right, there's a lot of changes in the world. I mean, just look at the news today, right? And so you have um, you have the war in Ukraine, you have displaced people uh, that are challenged. Not just them, I mean, their lives are up uprooted, right? But you have, say, the people in Poland that are accepting them into their country. So how does the church react to that with over a million, you know, refugees coming in? We obviously have social issues in, in America today, so we have... Uh, you know, transgender athletes in sports, you know, what does the church do with that? Do we do anything or do we just, you know, are we bystanders? Um, the church has faced a lot of these problems forever, right? But some of them do seem to be more uh, prominent today. So we have, what do we do with wealth and, and finances in the church? In some countries, the church is the minority and they're, and they're in poverty. So how does, the, how does the church in that context uh, relate to say, unbelievers who are, are wealthier than they are. And in America, we have maybe the opposite, right, where we are the wealthy. How do we let wealth impact the way that we minister to the world? Um, we have, we could talk about institutionalization of the church. And so, I mean, we hear that in, in like criminal justice, people come out of the prison system and you've, we've heard that term, like they've been institutionalized, they don't know how to function, right, in society. Well, do we as a church know how to function in society? So we attend church. Uh, you know, we use that term. We are the church, but we also say we go to church. And we sing certain songs, and we say certain things, and use certain phrases. But do I know my neighbors? You know, am I, am I institutionalized in that sense? Do I know how to interact with people? Do I know what my mission is? Or do I just know how to function in the context of the church, right? Uh, so that's that's something technology uh, is a challenge. Any parent will tell you that you try to raise your kids in today's society, right? I tell my I, my wife and I raised three boys, and, and we say we're so glad that we were raised before the internet, you know? 
they don't see how that's, you know, did life exist before the internet, but, um, to be able to, to live without constant pressure and constant, um, like ideals, false, maybe ideals set to what you should be living up to. Right. So as the church, how do we, how do we live with that in social media and do we get involved? I mean, my small home church right now during uh, COVID, they set up like uh, online church, right? And so we purchased equipment and stuff and well, all the other churches are doing it, so we should do it too, right? And so you can get, it's a, it's a tool for sure, but at what point do we become uh, a slave to it? Or um, it can be, it can cause complacency, right? And the believers too. It's so easy to turn on your phone and flip through whatever uh, social media that you're you're doing. So how do we use that as a tool? Those are some, I mean, we, we could, there's all kinds of things that challenge the church. You know, how do we react to cultural things that are going on around us? Institutionalization is an interesting point because at one time our nation was at least Christian or at the very least deistic, right? right. And almost interwoven in politics and social life and, and all those things. And we don't see that at all today. And I think there's probably two reactions to mm. to pull away and isolate right. or to step in and, and champion and almost like this on it, like crusade mentality. Right. Yeah, for sure. So where do you see the balance there? And, and how do we, how do we navigate that? Yeah, that's tough, right? Because we're, we're supposed to be salt and light and, and how do we do that? And we see, we see things that we would say are wrong from a biblical perspective. And so how do I interact with that? Right. Um, that's a great question. I think the temptation is to make the issue the priority. So uh, I think we're comfortable as a church to talk about issues. Where do I stand on abortion? Where do I stand on uh, LGBTQ issues? Uh, where do I stand on sexuality outside of marriage? You know, so it's like, okay, well, this issue, I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to, I'm going to preach. I'm going to protest, whatever. Um, I'm going to argue with my neighbor. I'm going to post things online and get involved in online arguments uh, and, and like hit people with the truth. Right. But I, I'm not sure that the issue is really what we're called to interact with. We're supposed to be reaching people. Uh, and issues aren't going to be an issue. If you want to say it like that in heaven, right? It's going to be people. And so as the church, should we know what the God's word says about issues for sure? But am I willing to invest my life in winning an argument over an issue? No, it, it really needs to be about people. That's easier said than done, for sure, you know. Yeah, I guess what does that look like, do you think, um, more practically, making people the priority and not mm -hmm. the issue itself? Well, I think we have a tendency to want to fix people, and so... Maybe I shouldn't say we, maybe I should say me, right? So um, my wife and I were dorm parents in Brazil for high school girls for two years. So here we have seven high school girls. We raised three boys. We don't know what we're doing, right? Raising three girls. As any parent would experience, there's things that kids do that you want to correct. So it, and in this in these situations, it was all minor things, right? Staying up too late or 
not really obeying maybe something that we had said. In any of those contexts, it's easy to make the issue the, the focus, right? You did this. You're right. This is how you're wrong. This is what you need to do. And any if you and I have been on the receiving end of that, I'm sure either by parents or, or authorities, rarely does that work when somebody tells me I'm wrong or how I'm wrong or how I can be better. That doesn't work very well. But if I know that they care about me, that makes a huge difference. So as a church, you know, what are we doing? We don't want to sacrifice truth for sure. And so it's not enough to accept people uh, the way they are and say your sin is okay. But can we say I love you as a person and I mean, God, God met me where I'm at, you know, when I was a sinner. I should reciprocate that and do that to the to people. So in my in my neighborhood, if somebody, if I'm talking to my neighbor and he swears, do I tell him he shouldn't swear or take God's name in vain? Uh, he doesn't know who I am, you know, or, or do I establish a relationship? And I think it's it's just easier to point out how people are wrong rather than investing in, in people. Yeah, Um I think we could stop there, but, but to kick it out to more, to keep it the, the broad, broader level of just Christianity in general, the church as a whole, um, where are some places that you see Christianity moving towards today or in the future? And what are some of the things that are, that are pushing it that direction? Threats, um, mm-hmm. either internally, externally. Right. That's a great question. Very broad. <laughs> very, very broad. So what's what's pushing the church? Well, I think it, it, this is just one facet. We've done church, and when I say we've done church, I'm talking about the local church, right? The way we, what we do when we gather together and worship God is what we're supposed to be doing. But tradition plays a, a huge part into the way we do things. If you sit down in any church for long enough, you probably start to realize certain trends, right? So you you get together, maybe you pray, or maybe you have a welcome, then you pray, and then you do some announcements, you sing five songs, you take the offering, uh, and the pastor preaches, you do a closing song, and then it's like always the same, right? So one thing that pushes the church, I think, is just tradition. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But you do certain things a certain way, and then you do them because you've always done them. And maybe you forget to think about what are the needs in my community, you know. So my wife and I were just talking about this on Sunday after church. And we were driving home, and I'm like, why, you know, what was the point of us getting together as a, as a church? Why do we do, why do we do that the way we do? And her comment was, well, I go for this reason. I go to be with people and to be encouraged. And I think if you ask 50 people, they might all go for different reasons. But I don't think we ever have that conversation as a church. You know, like, what are we supposed to be doing? Yeah. Is it is it biblical or is it right for 200 or 2,000 people to sit and listen to one guy talk for an hour or 40 minutes or 20, depending on what kind of church you go to? Is that is that what we're there for? Um, you know, what places corporate singing have to do with the church. And so this, I'm getting off track, but one thing I think that drives the church is like, can we see, can we see the world and where it's at and envision a different way of reaching people that are, you know, they belong to Satan's kingdom. They don't belong to Christ. 
So is what I'm doing as the church, in church, contributing to reaching those people? Or is it something that I do because it's comfortable and, and it's the way we've always done things? Right. And I think in speaking of changes in the world, like COVID, it was a huge thing right. that changed you know, how we did corporate worship gathering together and made me think about like, what is church? Why do, and making me realize like my need for other people in fellowship in the, in the body. And in some sense, the church is, I think, for the believers. Mm-hmm. But as you're mentioning, like not only that, but then, you know, to go out and reach people, bring people right. in to, to be the aroma of Christ as we go do those things. Do you expect or um, thinking about how those changes might impact how we um, navigate the culture? Do you, do you see that changing in the future, the near future, far future, you know, how we gather together, how we go out and... Um... I mean, I think it has to. If you if you read any any studies of the statistics of people who are leaving the church and, and the young who leave church and um, how people who are in the church believers behave and it, whether that's different from the way unbelievers behave. And I'm talking specifically about maybe the Western church or, or yeah. the American church, right, at this point. It seems like we, we, we're doing church in many, in many cases, not in every case, but in many cases we're doing, we're meeting, we're uh, acting, and we're interacting with the community in the same ways that we've done for a long time. But like you said, culture changes. That doesn't mean the truth changes. Right. So we can't change the truth of God's word because that would be a lie, right? So truth is truth regardless. But culture changes. And so how do we transmit the truth of God's word to a culture that's as lost as it's ever been, just in different ways, or they exhibit that lostness in different ways, right? So how do we do that? And so maybe, I mean, I don't know what that looks like necessarily. I think some some local churches do a better job than others. Um, one example is we're not a just the term local church. Does that even apply to the American church anymore? I mean, think about where you go. My home church that I would say is, you know, my church, there's people that drive from an hour and from four different directions, you know, so is it a local church? There's people that I only see at church. I don't interact with them on a weekly basis. So is the church local? Do I know my neighbors? Am I in the community? Am I, you know, am I transmitting God's love and truth to people in the community or not? And I think maybe we've become complacent as the church and and we're not necessarily doing that. So getting into the, yeah, meet my neighbor. I mean, that's a huge thing, right? Um, I know 100 people at church. Do I know four people on my street, you know, that are maybe unbelievers? So getting into the community. And I think, like the younger generation, I think that's a big um, draw or a big value. It's like relationships and being relational and don't talk at me, but live with me and talk with me. So are we doing that would be a question, you know, to ask ourselves. Yeah, and I think we want to, like there's a natural tendency to want to adapt to the culture, but obviously keeping truth the same. And I think it's interesting, like this need for relationship and community in the local church, like it's just by going back to scripture, what it looked like, right? small communities, people meeting together in houses. And I'm not saying we should all change and start a house church, but that model of of relationship and going back to the basics Mm -hmm. um, of what God's word says. But it's a good question. I mean, you say we shouldn't all go back to house churches, but at least we should ask the question, right? Right. Yeah.
I think we should always be reevaluating. So is is what we're doing? I didn't finish that sentence, but we did church in one way in Brazil. It looked a certain way sure. when I was a missionary there, and when we were in Thailand, it looked different from that. But but it was the same truth, right? God's truth, but it looked different because of the cultures, and so it was manifest or it was shared, it was lived in different ways because of the culture. And so we have our own culture here in America, and we have hundreds of cultures in America, depending on where you live, what the demographics of your community are. So am I living as the church in my culture in a way that's relevant to the culture without sacrificing the truth? Yeah, I think that's a great place to end. Um, That'll probably end this podcast. If you enjoyed uh, this discussion, leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And as always, if you want to learn more about Ethnos 360 Bible Institute, go ahead and visit www.e360bible.org and click request information form to learn more. Thanks for listening.